Good day. Although we share many differences in cultures and backgrounds, for example, ancestral differences, uh, differences in the way that we are brought up, views, there are things that we can find common ground in. I think it's very incumbent upon us and important that we find those things in order to thrive in a world where we must share. That is one thing that we don't have, we don't have a choice of the world that we live in. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and get something positive out of it. Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is me, your host Zenti, and I wanna welcome, welcome you guys to another episode of Tension Time. Today is Sunday, October 4th. 2020 and today's episode the title will be one track two sides uh, i have a special guest with me uh it's uh she's a friend of mine her name is jill uh we've known each other for i don't know maybe four or five years now uh, we work with each other um she's a very humble human being um and we've had many conversations over the years about just um, our experiences in life um, and the way that we grew up. And I thought that it would be um, very beneficial to my audience and you guys to kind of just see maybe some of the similarities, maybe some of the differences, but also many of the similarities that we share um, and how we grew up and some of our experiences living on different ends of the country, not the earth, but the country, because we both live in the same country, just different ends of the earth. So let me welcome my, my guest and my friend, Jill. How are you? Hi, I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good on this Sunday morning. I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you were able to come and have this sit down with me. And what are you doing so far? I'm, from what I understand, you're having your coffee. Yeah, I'm having my coffee. Um, I'm having my coffee. I'm not, I'm doing the intermittent fasting thing, so... I'm okay. not going to have food till later, but coffee is a must. Okay. I've tried the, the whole fasting thing, but yeah, I like food a little too much. So I don't know. <laughs> I try to fast in other ways. I mean, you know, but food, I like a little too much. Um, so again, let me thank you for taking the time out this morning. I know it's very early in the morning. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time out to sit down with me and share this conversation that we're about to have. Um, so just to start off, uh, I wanted to kind of like get a, a general uh, vision in my head or give the audience a general vision in, in, in their heads of where is it that you come from and kind of like what, 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 what did that area look like for you? Okay. Um, I'm from a very, very small town. Like I know you live in New York city. Correct. So I'm from <laughs> like probably one of the more polar opposites of, of, New York city in general. So, um, like a one, a one street town. Um, we didn't even live in town. We live kind of outside of town. Um, uh, it's like 30 minutes to get anywhere, uh, to like the nearest, um, grocery store. Um, we live around, uh, Amish people. So okay. whenever, whenever I was young, we lived around the Amish. Um, we were not Amish, but my parents um interacted with them um because they also have subsistence farm so um they're not like 
wealthy farmers that make a lot of money from farming. <laughs> they're, they're the type that they're lucky enough to, to have land, but they use the land to supplement, um, to supplement what they do because they, they need to. So, um, uh, I was raised outside, <laughs> okay. um, and, uh, doing a lot of, um, chore work, subsistence work, um, because subsistence means, um, that most of our food came from what we grew and, um, the animals that we had. So. Okay. All right. Well, okay. And that sounds, I can't say that sounds necessarily similar to where, because I grew up in, you know, in the concrete jungle, uh, you know, <laughs> in Brooklyn, but, um, you know, we didn't have, uh, like farm animals and there weren't, you know, obviously there we, we didn't farm, you know what I mean? But <laughs> we definitely, I know as a kid, you know, I definitely had to, uh, make do with my circumstances, having as many brothers and sisters that I had, um, I'm not, you know, coming from a, a, a one family, uh, a one parent household. Um, you know, as a kid, I, I didn't really like, I know it sounds bad, but I didn't really like sharing much. Like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't like, like sharing clothes and stuff. So, uh, you know, in the sense that where, you know, you guys had to basically uh, make do with what you had in order to uh, supplement income. Um, I definitely started working from a young age, 10 years old, uh, finding any work that I could, walking dogs, babysitting people and things of that nature. So, um, was most of you guys's, well, for you specifically, um, was most of your, your experience growing up as a child, um, and working, um, was it, was it doing those things in order to help the family be able to survive in whatever form, way, fashion they could? Yeah, most of the time. Um, because we were always, um, I don't know. As a family, it seemed like we were always behind because <laughs> my mom is pretty, my mom is, um, has been ill since I was young. And so like, there's been a lot of times when there were a lot of times when like electricity was shut off or, or things like, like, uh, it, it seemed like my parents always like, were trying to catch up <laughs> right, right. on bills and on, on all of that stuff. And a lot of the time, um, my parents, um, used us, um, I have siblings as well. They used us, uh, to help with, Hello, you did? to, to really help that. <laughs> can you, are you kind of, you kind of cut out. So you cut out a little bit. So can you kind of say that again, as far as you, when you, you said your parents used you guys to do. Oh, my parents used us, um, used our, labor from maybe when we were like, and, and not in a, not in a malicious way or right. anything like that, but they, they probably used us pretty heavily right. <laughs> from when we were like seven to probably 15, 16. Okay. I remember getting a, getting a part-time job when I was uh, 15 and 15 and a half or so. But even after that, I was still expected to do all the things that I was supposed to do right. um, that, that they had established. Right. Same here. I mean, growing up, we, we I can remember many nights, many nights um, of with the lights not being on. Um, yeah. I remember um, one way because we lived in a, obviously we lived in like an apartment building. Um, mm -hmm. so there would be times where we didn't have any lights either. And what, what we would do is, I'm, you know, my brother, one of my older brothers, uh, you know, just being an innovative kid, 
um, we would siphon electricity from the incinerator, right? So we would- No we, joke. We, go ahead. That's cool. What? <laughs> no, yeah, we definitely, we would, we, would, we would take a long extension cord and we would, uh, you know, there would be, you know how at the, uh, by the, uh, where you have the light fixture at, there's like a yeah. little uh, outlet. So we would take like one of those long orange extension cords and we would just plug it in there. And then we would net, we would use it for like, we literally would have to, if we want, if you want to watch TV, we'd have to like, just plug the TV in. Or if we needed like light for the lamp, like we would unplug the TV and we would plug the lamp in and use the lamp for whatever purposes we were using it for. If we didn't have a bunch of candles sitting around the house. So yeah, I mean, I definitely can like relate to those, you know, those nights of like, wait, what happened to the lights? Like, where is he? and yeah. you being a child, you being a kid, you're not understanding. You're just, you know, you just, you, you, you just kind of put two and two together. It's like, you know, light, like, you know, we have light, like we're supposed yeah. to have light because that's kind of like how it's supposed to go. Um, so, so, okay. It's, so I'm sorry. It's go funny. Cause I didn't realize till later, but my mom had devised this thing that was called round Robin dinners and mm -hmm. the round Robin dinners were because we didn't have any like way to heat up food those nights so i remember a lot of times actually more than more than i even like realized hold on she cut out again we're gonna get her back you guys... that would be a game okay wait <laughs> one second joe you have to because you're, you're cutting out every now and again so just give me that story about the round robin thing again you cut out right okay. right then so when i was when i was like uh young not this isn't like in middle school but like young mm -hmm. i didn't realize that the that that the reason we had this game um but now i do that it was because we couldn't heat up the food that night mm -hmm. but my mom would would give us all spoons and we would open up like six tin cans of of different fruit and like vegetables and stuff but mm -hmm. she wouldn't heat it up and we'd play like the round robin game so everybody would take a spoonful of whatever was in what can so um yeah the, uh, there the ways my i i'm really lucky to come from a, a two-parent household but the ways my parents devised around it to kind of try to make it seem like it was normal or like it was a game uh uh surprise me at times right right i mean and those are the things that our parents had to do to kind of like yeah shield us from the reality that maybe we at the time didn't know like you know what, what was going on um yeah. and i think that it's you know i i personally i don't come from a two a two uh parent household but i think that it's kind of it's it's cool to kind of see the contrast and where you know in today's society, you kind of you, you hear a lot of uh, discussions or rhetoric about, um, you know, people coming from a one parent household is, is the reason why um, some people, you know, are, are not able to make like some, some of the better decisions in their, in their life in their life. But, you know, hearing that you came from a two parent household and uh, getting a glimpse of understanding that, you know, you know, life is not. Um, just because you come from a certain side of the tracks, life is not guaranteed to you in, in any sort of any, any sort of certain way. Um, it sh it sheds light on the fact that any anybody from any background or uh, with any sort of um, uh, where their where their family structure may be can still have some of the same experiences, right? As you said, yeah. You know, growing up in a household where you know, it, it wasn't something where, well, the parents work while the kids just have to go to school and, you know, just focus on 
going to school and that that being their job um but being that you know circumstances happen to everybody right like circumstances happen to everybody and sometimes it's just a situation where everyone in the household has to pitch in like everyone has to you know kind of find their niche in the house um to make to make sure everybody the house is surviving as a whole mm-hmm. you know as i said you know i've been working since for, forever and i mean that's kind of what it was for everybody in my household like everybody you know i would say for me you know i've i started working because i liked making money but when I was making money, it wasn't like, okay, I like making money and I'm either saving or buying what it was like, okay, now the lights need to be turned on or, you know, what, where can my contribution come in for the family as a whole to, you know, sustain livability. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important. I mean, this, this was the reason why I wanted to do this episode because, you know, especially now in today's society, everything is so divisive, like every little chance and opportunity people can find to be separated or or find a, a difference that um is is not beneficial to society as a whole everybody's jumping on it so it's important to me in my mind that we find a common ground right we we find a way to like understand each other and and understand that you know just because you know again you come from a different background from me doesn't mean that your experiences were less harsh and i'm sure that in some instances you know there are certain things that we we probably can't relate on right because we do come from a different sociological background but ultimately when it comes to things like that growing up in certain er eras um you know we all kind of experience some of the same hardships right you know um So tell me, tell me about your, your, your upbringing, your family and, you know, how, how, how you, how you guys were brought up. Um, I would say that the, the easiest thing in my life, the, the best, the best thing about my childhood was my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am exceedingly lucky more so than most people, because, you know, the divorce rate is really large in America that my parents love each other have made promises to each other and do not, um, that they, they, they don't have a problematic relationship. They never did They're, They, they fought maybe sometimes over stress, like mm-hmm. s- stressful things, but like they never said, they never said um, awful things to each other in front of us. Like they were a unit. They worked really, um, both of them work. So they, they were both out of the home um, often, but like they were, they were a strong unit for, for, for all of us, all of the kids in the household. So like, that is the one area that I am the most privileged on the face of the earth. Like I, and I, I think that that is really important because all of the rest of growing up in the area that I did and with the uh, economic struggle that my family was in and, uh, like me having to support, uh, different things and us, um, constantly being on and off government assistance and like all these things, um, uh, they were going wrong uh-huh. <laughs> illness, everything, but like my family, uh, my, my parents and my, and to some extent, my father's mother, uh, was around I was around for all of it and, uh, very supportive through all of it. Um, and they, they pushed really hard, um, for us to 
be self-sufficient, um, maybe a little too hard when we were younger to be self-sufficient, but, um, but like, I, I really appreciate all of the things that, that I learned growing up having to live that way because now I feel, I feel very confident going into whatever situation going, well, you know, I can use that as a spare part or I can always like fix the strut of my car with zip ties, but that's another story. So like, like (laughs) these things, like I, I know how to fix them and that's nice. Yeah, I I think that's um that's that's good that that when, when uh I have conversation with my with some of my friends and even my family members, we often say um if the world was to end today, well let's not say the world was to end, but <laughs> to be in a whole different sort of uh, stratosphere and and reality, um we could survive because we knew what it was like to not have or make do with the little that we did have, right? Like we yes. we would learn our little survival tips in order to um you know just to make make sure we had we had do for example uh uh what was it uh fried bologna sandwiches was like a staple in my household like yeah <laughs> so it was like uh if there was no food in the house it was like at least you have some oscar Mayer's bologna and maybe some mayonnaise and bread and if you're creative enough you toast that bread up you take that bologna and fry it up throw some mayonnaise on it and there's go there goes at least lunch and dinner if if, if nothing else um yep um, I would say I, I want I want to ask you: Do you feel like the things that you had to endure being a child, with being off on and off government assistance, do you think that that maybe coupled with your parents, um, their uh, what's the word I want to use, um, their resilience through all of the struggles, do you do you do you feel that that helped you to become? the person that you are today, for example, uh, trying to be cognizant to the, the best that you can not fall into maybe some of the things or some of the hardships that you've grown up having to see as a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I think that a lot of it has to do with familial and uh, health mm-hmm. uh, circumstances for my parents. The reason why they had to lean on, on things more so than others. Um, um, and I think, I think I can see, um, how messed up, uh, our system is, uh, of, of billing people who can't, you know, my, my mom has so much medical debt that right. it's not even funny. So like, um, like, those kind of things like I know to stay <laughs> like fingers crossed um I'm I'm, I'm pretty healthy now I'm, I'm trying to, to stay as healthy as possible um and I think that like some of the mistakes that my that my parents and even my my brothers have made I I can I can confidently take their take their experience and grow and learn from their experience just as much as I've grown and learn from the mistakes that I've made in the short time that I've been uh, like a working adult, you know? Right. right. Yes. I think it's important to um, be able to take those experiences and bring them into the, into the future so that, so that you can prevent yourself from making those same mistakes as much as possible. Now, sometimes circumstances are circumstances, things happen uh, that, you know, sometimes things come up and we don't really, you know, they're just there and we have to figure it out on a fly, you know, how to deal with it. But, um, 
I, you know, I come from the same background where, you know, we, we had to, uh, we had to rely on um, government assistance. And um, I think one thing to note, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm realizing like the relationship between like basically poor people and rich people, right. As far as like the haves and the have nots and realizing that, um, you know, when you're living, when you, when you, when you're growing up in a situation with, for lack of a better term, a silver spoon in your mouth, um, you know, you're not really so much worried about those who, you know, who are not coming from that, that place, right. Where, you know, you have things in abundance or, um, you know, like the small things, the things that we worried about growing up, not eating, right. Not having lights on, you know, uh, making sure that everybody in the household had, you know, their, their portion of what was needed. Um, it, those things become not something that's in, in the forefront of your, of your, of your mind. Um, and I think that, um, you know, growing up in that, growing up in the opposite of that being, you know, not having enough, it's important to, uh, and to, 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 to always kind of like keep it there in the forefront, but at the same time, utilize those experiences in order to um, teach yourself to not have to go through those things. And even maybe share, share some of those experiences with people who uh, may have to go through those hardships because, you know, I'm not a person that believes in, you know, I'm not a big money person. Like, you know, I understand the importance of it. And I say this all the time, but I understand the importance of it. Um, but to me, a lot of, our a lot of a lot of our trajectory going forward is based on the decisions that we make right like not making the same mistakes that our parents made um trying our best not to fall into certain types of debt um like you said you know you you try to take care of your health health and i'm sure like you said because of you watching your mom go through some of the things that she went through it made you think about those things a little bit more yes right you know what yeah, i mean definitely um you were you were cutting out for some of what you were saying. I'm sorry. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I, I can hear you. What what didn't what didn't you catch? Or oh, where did I stop? Can you hear me? Are you there? Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I had responded, and then I realized that you were, you couldn't hear me. Um, I heard everything you said. Actually, at, at oh. one point you cut out. But uh, I heard I heard you say that you um, you I cut out, but I heard everything that you were saying. Okay. But what was the um, last thing that you caught that I said? Um, that um, I've that I had watched my mother um, deal with some of the things that she was dealing with, and that um, and now I um, I'm making the decisions based on right based, based on, on those based on those things. Um, um, yeah. So. Again, I wanted to I wanted to get a like a a general vision of like like I know you said that you know you guys had to deal with some of the the health things and you know um, not you know the, the the lights going out just as we did, but as a, as a child like what was your what was your what were some of the things that you were able to do in order to find entertainment coming from that sort of background like. Um, you know, I, you said that your parents would come up with these games. What was it called? The red, was it a, the red round ro Robin, round Robin, <laughs> round Robin. Um, yeah, round Robin. what was some of the things that you, you did 
just from a, a basis of just being a child, let's say even when you didn't have some of the like hard, like it wasn't some of the harder days, right? For example, um, you know, one of the things that I like, well, I see now that we had, that was a great thing growing up is that we had, we, we actually had like a community. So like we would like, we would go outside and we would, we would, everybody on the, on the block would like, we would play and we'd find games, um, you know, we'd find games just to play, right? We would, we would literally like, we didn't have a basketball hoop at the park sometimes. So we would play basketball with the fire escape uh, ladder. Like we just <laughs> use the fire escape ladder as a hoop and we would dunk on it. Or even if we did go to the park, we would use the monkey bars with the, uh, yeah, the monkey bars that you grab onto. And those would be like our basketball hoop. So we, we, we became innovative with the lack of, so what were some of the things that based on your, your, your um, demographics, where you were at? Cause I'm, I, I like it's hard for me to picture what like like what you, you what your neighborhood looked like like well when you're that far out you don't really have a neighborhood so we didn't really um hang out with other children until we were in grade school so and true. even then when we were in grade school we would come home after school and and cook or do our chores or, or whatever it was. But I was super excited in social studies one year because I realized that we did what people in Spain do, which I, <laughs> so my parents, because, because they, um, they have to grow a lot of things. They grow a lot of tomato plants and always did. Mm -hmm. And one of our big things during the summer was to make a lot of different sauces and a lot of like, a lot of like, like juice, juice, the tomatoes and, um, and process the tomatoes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. This is, this takes some like laying out, but it's, it's, it's dorky and it's fun. So the, <laughs> the thing that you do when after you've been dealing with like tomatoes, like make your skin itch a little bit, everybody, it happens to almost everybody, especially when you're picking them because mm -hmm. they're in the nightshade family. And so you kind of have like, kind of feeling itchy you're like processing tomatoes so you got tomato juice all over you you got seeds you got pulp but the best part about processing large amounts of tomatoes is that you have a bunch of pulp and we would have pulp fights so like legitimately <laughs> we would look like like bloodshed like because the the pulp is like bright red and mm -hmm. we would we would pitch it at each other all afternoon and it, my mom didn't care because it like where we were doing it, it was like good for the grass. So like she would just hose us off wow. <laughs> at the end of the day, after we got all of it done, um, we would do it like maybe four or five days in the summer, the different times when the tomatoes were ripe and we would have these pulp fights, these drawn out, it's like snow at that point because you can pack it together really well. Cause right, it's right. kind of dried out. It's really fun wow, <laughs> and that, people in Spain do it too. <laughs> that reminds me of now, this is going to sound, this is going to sound a lot different and maybe a little bit gross, but, uh, and you know, it's so funny because sometimes when I think about some of the things that we did as children, like I, they're so far fetched that I asked myself, was I like, like, is this a real, like something that really happened? Or I'm just like, <laughs> I'm imagining that it happened. Or I dreamed that it happened. And, but we literally, and I, I, the only reason I can confirm this is because just the other day, I was, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my cousin and she brought it up. And I was like, Yo, I swear I thought that that was like not real, but it was real. We used to literally go outside and we used to, because for some reason you would see cockroaches like running around a lot in the street. So we would Ugh. go around and like 
just played the cockroach stomping game. Like we would just run around and like stomp cockroaches. <laughs> and after a while, they would like like it would start smelling like pneumonia. I don't know if that's that part is real. Does that's just something that I put in my mind? I don't know, but yeah, we would have like these. We would find these little ways and like things to entertain ourselves because again sometimes well you know i guess we were a little bit more fortunate because we did have you know we were we were urban so we had neighborhoods and we had like parks that were built although for a long time they were like run down parks they, they weren't uh, over time they you know they started develop, developing them and you know putting like the making sure we had the basketball courts in order for us to be like have tournaments and things of that nature but yeah we used mm-hmm. to find like some of the weirdest things to to like to play um i wanted to, i wanted to ask you based on is there anything that you would is there any part of your experience that you would have changed if you could or take back or regret rather about my childhood yeah about your experiences uh, growing up as a child the hard parts or i don't know yeah i think i wish that my mother didn't have to deal with the amount of illness that she had to deal with and still has to deal with. Mm. I'm very lucky that she's around um, any right now anyway. Mm. Um, But I think that overall that was the biggest part of what made like I'm the oldest. Um, And so often because she was so tired or because, because she was feeling ill, um, she would, she would be asleep a lot. And so I got very good at cooking because, um, somebody needed to make food for the rest of us. And like, I feel like part of the reason why my responsibilities got larger fairly early is because my mom, my mom had problems with being awake and being around and not being in pain. And so, so I think that I would change that for her sake and mine. So I think that's what I would change. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think a lot of people, you know, I try not to live with, I try not to get live with regrets. That's something that I've heard over the years. Many people say just try not to live with too many regrets because I'm assuming that, you know, the experience is kind of like, you know, they make or break the person that you become. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know if I, I don't know, you know, because I, you know, my mom, I've always seen her as not a saint necessarily, but a person who's always come from a good space, uh, especially because I understand her background and how she, she's growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that because of the, the things that she's seen um, and, and, you know, some of the hardships that she's had, the one thing that she's taught us more than anything else um, is like morals. Like, you know, we, you know, my mom has, I have five brothers and three sisters. So it's a lot of us. <laughs> um, and, you know, when we often talk about like how we grew up, you know, uh, sometimes she can be hard on herself, but you know, we always have to remind her like, there's so many of us and we come from, you know, we come from Brooklyn in the eighties and nineties. That was like the drugs and the violence was like, it was serious back then, right? You know, like yeah. it was serious. And we always say to her, you know, it's like, you know, you have eight, you have nine children and none of us are on drugs. <laughs> I mean, we've all had our stints with the law to some degree or another. Um, but that was just being, you know, honestly, just being a young black, especially the, well, the males being young black males in New York city 
which is was never easy. Um, yeah. But you know, we we've because of the morals and the things that you, the things that you've taught us, you know, we've learned respect, and you know, we've been able to. None of us have been in prison. Let's put it like that. We've maybe been to jail, but none of us has been to prison, right? Like it's two totally different things. Um, so when I think about regrets, I, I I think about the resilience that I have as an adult, and it's hard for me to really regret some of the things that we've been through because now it gives me, I have children. So now it, although my children, they don't see half of the, half of the things that are even a quarter of the things that we've seen growing up, you know, um, due to the things that we due to the, the, the morals that like my mom has instilled in us. So, um, yeah, I think that it's, 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 it's that, that probably is something that if I was in your shoes, I probably would feel like, you know, it's the one thing that I wish that we, you know, we didn't have to go through because I don't know, maybe, I don't know for you, it, it took away maybe some of, some of the happier times that you guys could have had, or maybe just gave you guys more, it just added on the hardships of the things that y'all, y'all couldn't control as far as like the financial part of it and having yeah. to supplement those things or whatever. So that makes, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, I'm sorry. Now you guys, like I, like I always tell you guys, and I'm always going to reiterate, the, you know, I, the, the reason why I love this podcast and the way that it is because we just, we just go, we just go off. Um, so I'm going to ask you, is there, has, is there any, uh, is there anything that, anything that you, you're curious about maybe with my background, um, um, that I could maybe share to give people like another scope of where the, the where we come from, although it being different, but it have it's have it having its similarities. You know, I'm interested in. I think I would love for you to elaborate on. On uh, honestly, on the on the differences, but in the in the good way. Like I think I would love to hear about the community around you. Um, just because that's completely different than, um, than where, where I was at and what I grew up with. Although where I'm at, a lot of people use church as community, but my parents are, aren't, um, aren't, very religious. aren't churchgoers. They're not very religious. So we never had that, but I, but I think that would be so cool to be like a part of like a gaggle of kids running around New York city. I think such an interesting life. Um, Well, I mean, you know, again, like the coolest part about it was being able to like, although I had so many brothers and sisters, you know, after a while we, you know, we, you know, there are age gaps. So, you know, we're not going to be as close growing up, you know, as, as time goes, we're going to, everybody's going to be off doing their own thing. And I think, the beautiful thing about living in, in, in a community um, of, of just people who are communal and like, you know, looking out for one another is you, there's not too many boring days, right? For example, um, I didn't, when I grew, like growing up, once I got to like, I want to say uh, maybe junior high school, um, my, my, my brother that was one year older than me, kind of like, you know, he started doing his own thing. So, I started doing my own thing, but we always had Tony on the block. Tony was my, the neighbor that lived in the building next door, Tony and his wife, they didn't have any kids. 
Um, so Tony would come outside every day in the summertime and he would like throw around the Frisbee with us. Right? He literally taught like almost everybody on the block how to throw Frisbees. He taught me how to throw <laughs> football, although I'm still not that good at throwing a football. Basketball, I'm good, but throwing a football, I can't get the spiral right. But um, um, yeah, that was one of the cooler things. Um, some of the, some of the, I guess, you know, it's, it's cool in hindsight, but at the time it was, you know, we had, uh, we had our, 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 our bullies on the block. Right. So, oh, so no. right. There were families like, so I had a big family, but there were other families that had big families as well. So we also, we always had like, our kind of like, like our, our, I guess, rivalries where, you know, you have like the one kid who just thinks he's the toughest kid on, on the block. And because I have all these cousins and all these brothers and sisters, I'm going to go around and just harass everybody. I'm going to try to like bully everybody. And, you know, so we had those days um, and it, 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 it I'm, I'm smiling right now because I'm thinking of certain stories and it made for certain stories that were not really cool, but it's funny now that you think about it. Like now that you think about it, it's like, for example, I remember the one bully on the, the one kid on the block, I'm just going to call him, his name is Junior. Um, you know, again, he just had this, like, he was the one kid with, the whole block was basically full of his family, mostly, like, like everybody, mostly. And if it wasn't full of his family, because he had so much family that lived on the block, everybody would side with, with him because he just um. had all the family, <laughs> right? So, like, he would do, like, one time, it sounds so bad. I know it sounds so bad, but it's just a funny story in hindsight. Uh, one time, um, it was me, another kid named Reggie, my little brother and junior. And we were just like hanging around. We were hanging around, but junior, he used to bully Reggie all the time because Reggie didn't have any brothers and sisters. He was a, he was a, uh, you know, he was a, he was, he was the only child and he didn't have like people that was going to take up for him like that, you know, yeah. so <laughs> kind of would get scared easily. So one day we were like, just all on the block talking and there was like a piece of paper. I think we were doing, we used to play with the fire hydrants a lot, right? It was summertime. Mm -hmm. It would get hot. It wouldn't rain a lot. So we would turn on the fire hydrant and everybody would be running in and out of fire hydrant. So you would see like little streams of water going up and down the street. So we were like just sitting there talking and just junior being the bully that he was, he picked up a piece of paper that was in the water and he, made Reggie eat the, he made Reggie eat the paper. Oh no. But you know, like I said, it's funny because you see how you're like your tomato story. I can picture that story. I literally, I can picture that story in slow motion. Like, I can yeah. picture it like in slow motion and you guys all having fun and just throwing tomatoes over the place. That's kind of how that story kind of plays out in my head now, not in slow motion necessarily, but it was bad, <laughs> but it was like, now you think about it, it as like, Reggie, why did you sit up there and eat the paper? Like, it's kind of funny in a way, a little bit. I know it a little bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think those sort of stories were the, 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 even the, the good and the bad parts about it. Those were the, the beautiful parts growing up where it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the, the, the time you, you broke your leg or something, right? Like, you know, at the time when you broke your leg, it wasn't funny, right? It wasn't funny. It wasn't cute. Nope. <laughs> when you think about though, when you think about it as a scar, it's like, you and you tell the story, it's like, I'm kind of glad that I have that, like that story to remember. It didn't, it didn't kill me. Right. It just hurt me. For yeah. a little bit. But I have that story to kind of like reminisce and, and tell people and laugh about um, now. Um, um, I, I think that one of the things that I want to 
kind of like reiterate with my audience is that is, is, you know, the similarities and the differences, they can make or break the relationship that you have with people. Um, I find in many of my conversations with different people, um, people, we can, we can hold on to some of the negatives when it comes to cultural differences. Um, when we, when we speak about, uh, people that don't necessarily look like us, don't necessarily have the same experiences or so we think, because unless you sit down and you speak to someone um, from on a personal level, you really wouldn't know what their experiences growing up would be like. I remember the day that you and I were having that conversation and that was, that's, that's what we concluded. It was like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, the, the government didn't care about either one of us. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm got, you, you want to say something? No. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I think, I, I think that no matter, no matter what differences are going on in the world right now, especially in America, especially regarding race or gender politics or anything like that, I do think that none of, none of any side is meant to minimize anyone's struggle. Right. So I don't think that it's, it's fair to minimize anyone's issues, but a general acknowledgement of everybody's issues is probably the best thing. This is why, that's why unions work pretty well is because uh, collective bargaining works a lot better. So mm. if we understand where everybody's coming from, consistently and and across the board it'll probably be better for all of us when we collective bargain with the government <laughs> right right i agree and i also think that it in order for you to get to that that space one thing that i'm finding is that dialogue is is, is not very prevalent anymore like uh what i'm seeing is that a lot of people if you don't basically agree with what i feel um people they don't, don't want to have the conversation like people just they don't they don't want to even have the conversation at this point and i don't remember it always being like that um, I think, you know, it's, it, it, it's foolish to just, to believe or think that someone is supposed to understand your struggle just based off of, um, historical, um, I don't know, you know, just things that have, has, that have happened in the past historically in this country. I'm, I'm, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to judge people just based off the fact that they look differently than me and I'm and assuming that their the experience was not the same experience as mine. Um, now, you know, obviously again, I'll, you know, I'll hear people say, um, let's just use like, okay, for example, like, uh, like Oprah, she had this, this interview recently and she used this, um, she used this, uh, this idea of, me being a black person going into the store being followed as opposed to you being a white person going into the store and not being followed. Right. Even mm -hmm. though, even though we may come from the same, the same economic sort of backgrounds and I, and I can understand that difference, right. I can understand that um, where, you know, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but it's happened to me before and, you know, I get it. But even in that, that there's still things that we can share Right. There's still similarities and maybe some of our backgrounds that we can share um, that kind of can bring us closer together. And I think that if people start looking at things from an angle at, like that, as opposed to the differences, because everybody's differences as individual, everybody's lives have its differences as individuals. Right. Like 
even if, if you if I was a rich person and you was a rich person, that doesn't mean we have the same rich people experiences. Like you're still an individual. Yeah. You're, yeah. Exactly. You know your personal your personal experiences and vice versa. So uh, you know, again, this episode was for me to kind of shed some light, some degree. You know, I'm I, you know maybe we, we may not we may not change people's minds necessarily, but you know, I I would like for us to just kind of like put out there that. You know, no matter the differences, there's still some similarities somewhere, somewhere. We can find some sort of common ground, something, right? Something. And ultimately, we all have to live on the planet together. Like, Yeah, well, the common ground is that we both wanted to listen to each other for half correct. an hour. You know, I, I, I think, I think, I mean, what Oprah was talking about and what a lot of people right now are talking about is super important. That, that you know, I, I... I'm not a person of color. So I did not have any of those issues growing up. And my life would have been very different if I was from the same socioeconomic background where I was in the country, especially if my, if I was a person of color, especially obviously a person of color. So I don't think that that needs to be mitigated, but I don't find that admitting that that wasn't part of my struggle lessens my struggle at all you know (laughs) I don't think that that lessens anything but I do think that coming from an period like a like a like a place of understanding of like I I can't know what that feels like I do know what it feels like to be a woman right and I do know what it feels like to come from a very low socioeconomic class Mm -hmm. so I've got that going for me in the way that I converse with other people but I but I, but I also have no clue. And that's a really easy way for me to listen from that, from, from that empathy point, right? right? Which is, okay, how, how was their life different and how, how greatly were they affected by this? Wow. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to take that and use that in my life. I'm going right. to take that and be active with it. I'm going to take that and, and work work to help people who have those issues. Right. So like, I, I, I do think that like going forward in, in the world in general is, is ha- having conversations is probably the best, probably the best thing for us right now, even right. though everything is so politicized, everything is so at extremes, people, people in general at home are at extremes right now. Right. It's the world is kind of crazy. It's an exponential point you know things can go one way or they can go the other very easily so i think finding conversation with one another is probably a good place to place to start start. right i agree i think it's just about finding some sort of common ground and even if even if i can't necessarily 100 percent relate to your experience uh it's that doesn't mean that me learning about your experience will not help me to understand the next person's experience that may have gone through what you've gone through right like it's about lessening my 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 ignorance. It's about um, getting a, a visual or a, a, an understanding of everybody's, you know, different people's backgrounds based off of the dialogue that we have, right? Like, if 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 I come from a different background from you and you tell me your story, that's you telling me your story is not going to make me experience your story, but it gives me a better understanding. It gives me a chance to have a little bit more empathy to your you know the things that you've experienced and it gives me it gives me a chance to genuinely um learn that everybody is different and 
just because they're different from me doesn't mean that we can't find some way to get along, right? Because even in our differences, we can find common ground going forward, yeah. right? If that makes any sense, you know yeah. what I mean? We can, I don't know anything about you until you tell me. So now you've told me and now I can, I can deal with our relationship in a way where, you know, we can move forward being becoming better friends or, you know, positively because we understand each other's background. Right. And then yeah. even, maybe even in your background, there are things that can help me um, in my own personal life and then vice versa. Right. If you're, if you're an economic major and I'm not, you know, if I take the time to listen to your experiences as to why you became a person who decided to study economics, maybe that'll teach me, maybe a person who's not economically sound, how to be more economically sound. If, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it, 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 it's disheartening to, yeah, it's disheartening. I mean, we are in the place that we are, we are in this world. And I mean, you know, to me, it's a, it's a boiling pot that was eventually going to get to the point that it's, that it's at. Um, but on an individual basis, I've, I, I want to like people, not dislike people. Right. I want to, and on an individual basis, I don't expect a whole group of people to just switch, but I, but I feel like if I can have these particular conversations as I go along with individuals, it'll help change my mind It'll help change my views. It'll help grow me as a human being. And then, and then vice versa, if you're open-minded enough to it. Yeah. yeah? Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that this, uh, this episode, I know it was a short one guys, but I tend to do short episodes because you know that's just. <laughs> but um, you're leaving them wanting more, you know. <laughs> yeah, and which is great. And I always like I always say, man, I encourage anybody who listens to my podcast to join the conversations because there may be things that we haven't hit on, or maybe something that people want to elaborate on or questions. And uh, you know, that's what this is about. I mean, I'm not always right, and I know in this podcast because it's called Tangent Time. I go on tangents. Like I literally just be going on tangents. And I, I, you know, some people like, I do have people who will email me and people who will listen and talk to me and, you know, they'll give me different perspectives and that's what I want. So I definitely thank you for taking the time out to come here and speak to me and give me some of, um, some of your experiences and, uh, be able to absorb some of my experiences. And, um, um, I want to again, encourage anyone who, has any questions to uh, email me at zent068109 at gmail.com or at stage1981 at gmail.com. Or you can DM me at uh, zent underscore big head. That is my Instagram profile. Um, and, you know, again, I want to thank you, Jill, for sharing your story. Um, hopefully, I don't know if you would, if I do get any responses, if you would be willing to come back again and, you know, have maybe like a, a, a round table discussion on the podcast, um, you're always welcome and you're always invited. If you come up with any other topics that you may want to talk to me about, please, you know, you got my number. So that's, that's easy for you. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, to um, hit me up. I'm sorry. Anything else you want to say? No, no, not at all. Thank you for, thank you for, uh, sharing my coffee with me this morning <laughs> of course and thank you well thank you for drinking enough coffee for the both of us because i don't drink coffee but <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll just have a full stomach off of the coffee you've been drinking so ladies and gentlemen um until the next time you guys protect your zen <laughs>